0: Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you.
1: We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond.
0: All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 205, and it's titled, She Wants a Quickie, and He Wants a Cuddle. (laughs) (laughs) So something that comes up rather often with our older clients is how the relationship dynamic shifts as they get older. And we're going to talk a lot about that after we, you know, do our sponsor and all that kind of thing. But the the gist of the show is going to be like, as a couple's been together for a certain number of years, and as they start to approach uh, a certain age, they start to see that certain dynamics in the relationship shift. And so what we're going to talk about today is what are those dynamics that shift? Why do they shift? What happens when they shift? And how can you change that?
1: Ooh, that's exciting. Before we get started, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. So make sure you go check it out. So I find this... Very fascinating because it has been a very relevant conversation that we've been having with our clients um, and even other people like submitting questions to us where we see this dynamic happening a lot where she wants a quickie, he wants a cuddle, he wants more foreplay, she wants him to get it over with. Um, And often when he's trying to be spontaneous and she says no, and it's like all of these Things that pile up and build up and resentment. So, what is happening to men and women as well, when it comes to sex as the age? Let's let, start with that. <laughs> yeah. And,
0: and let's even go back a little further and start with what is the usual dynamic? So, how are things usually? Let's establish a baseline and then we'll talk about how it shifts. Okay. So, Generalities here, people.
1: Generalities <laughs> before
0: you flip the fuck out. Generalities, right? These are generally true for most people. Okay, so men, when they are younger, they want to fuck everything that moves, right? And they're not, they don't need a whole lot in order to get in that mood and to have sex. They don't need a lot of intimacy. You, would, you could even say some of them don't care about the intimacy. That's true. Some don't. Some do care, but they don't necessarily need it. There's a difference, right? You get that. Um, whereas women, on the other hand, are like, hey, wait a minute. I don't just want to fuck. Like, talk to me, cuddle me, touch me, like, show me, tell me your deepest desires. I want to connect with you, you know? right these are these are the generalities that exist in most men and women when they are younger
1: then there comes the time of the mating period and then you're having babies and then all of a sudden she no longer wants sex for some time because she's just over focused on having you know taking care of the babies and he's right there and he's like my libido hasn't shifted so there's a whole adjustment period between how she feels how she you know what she wants how he feels what he wants and finding a new normal getting adjusted even as the kid grow older like is it okay to still have sex? (laughs) Do we put all of our energy into our kids? I mean, we've done a whole show on sex after children, so we're not going to spend more time. Yeah,
0: go listen to that one. We covered that pretty extensively. But then,
1: finally, the children are grown up, they're leaving home, and you're thinking, yes, this is it. (laughs) Now we can get back on track. But can we really?
0: (laughs) Well, and the problem is, is that after all those years go by there is really no going back to the way things used to be, because you're no longer the same people that you used to Mm -hmm. be. And so things do shift. So now let's talk about how they, again, generalities, people. (laughs) We're going to talk about how things tend to shift for men and women. So, you know, we're mostly talking in the 40s and beyond is when this shift really starts to to happen. And, you know, It can happen anywhere from 40s to 60s or or whatever. Like there's no exact time. But (laughs) in general, things start shifting somewhere around the 40s. So what happens for men? Well, men tend to become less focused on their own pleasure. One of the things that we hear from pretty much every man that we work with. I know you hear it. I definitely hear it. I've heard it from pretty much every man I've coached, which is, well, I'm just, I, I'm really, uh, I'm really worried about, you know, is she really enjoying it? Is she having a good time? Is she going to have an org Like, I really want to give her an orgasm, right? Men become hyper-focused, sometimes uh, almost too focused on whether or not she's into it, she's enjoying it, she's having a good time, she's going to have an orgasm, all of that stuff. So they really become less focused on their own pleasure,
1: but they also crave more intimacy and they want connection. They want more touch. They want cuddles, just being together.
0: Yeah, and that that is one of the hugest shifts that really happens is that, you know, when, when men are younger, like I said, you kind of have the two camps, right? You have the camp who's like, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I like... Intimacy and all that, but I don't really need it. Like I could just fuck, right? And then there's the other camp who's like, screw all that intimacy crap. Like let's just get down and fuck, right? <laughs> you know, like the, those are the, kind of the two camps when you're younger. But when you're older, it shifts significantly. And as a man, you you get to that place where you're like, you know, I mean, just fucking is is fine and all, but it's really actually not nearly as good as when I actually have. A connection especially a deep connection an intimate one where there's love shared so that's a huge shift that happens in a lot of men
1: so let's talk about the women so the women tend to become more focused on their own pleasure and I think there's a combination of finally understanding their bodies how it works and being like hey I've, like, focused on other people this whole time. Now it's it's my time, so I'm going after it. They're also less conscious, like, self-conscious about things, because, like, well, I've spent 20 years of my life worrying about cellulite, so, yeah, whatever, let's just drop this, right? And they know more what they want, what they need, and they just want to fuck. Now, there are, I'd say, two camps, because... And as, as you know, why is all this happening? It's because of hormones and we'll come back to that. But I think there are two camps when it comes to the women. There's either the woman become really uninterested in sex, doesn't want it or has discomfort, pain and just shies away from it. Or then it's like, game is on. We're going to fuck and I want it all the time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so if you're listening to this, I mean, Celine sort of already let the cat out of the bag, as they say, a little bit. But, you know, if it sounds like, if you're listening to this and and you're thinking it sounds like, boy, these men are really sounding like women and these women are really sounding like men, you are correct. Ding, 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 you win the prize. Because there are some big changes happening here that are hormone-driven, as Celine mentioned, that are... Helping one become a little bit more like the other and vice versa. That can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing depending on how far it goes and what you do about it. So I think now is a good time to just jump into why is this actually happening? Okay, (laughs) so we mentioned hormones a little bit. So we've done a couple of episodes on hormones. Please go back and listen to those for the really technical information on hormones. We spoke to two different doctors, Dr. Fleischer, Dr. Platt. They had amazing information to share about hormones and how they affect the body. But in general, what's happening here is, you know, both men and women have estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. We've all got all three of them. We just have them in different uh, ratios mm-hmm. yeah, different levels and so women are primarily estrogen dominant and men are primarily testosterone dominant but as we age that shifts <laughs> so the women's estrogen levels start dropping which when you then compare the ratio of estrogen to testosterone all of a sudden that ratio is not as far apart as it used to be and then the same thing with men their testosterone levels start dropping And then they end up with a much higher ratio of estrogen to testosterone coursing through their bodies. Now, man, I know, I know, I know no man wants to think about the fact that his testosterone is dropping because he's not uh, a man anymore. But just keep in mind that science tells us that around age 30, your testosterone levels peak and start dropping roughly 1%-ish a year. Now, of course, you don't necessarily know, unless you had it tested when you were at your peak, what your number is. And that's a whole other discussion. We talked more about that in the hormone episodes, so we won't get into it today. But just know it is dropping. And no matter how much you think it's not, it is. Um, and so here's what happens. You used to have, say, I don't know, we'll we'll make estrogen up here just so people don't freak out and testosterone down here. It doesn't matter which, which way. I'm not saying one is above the other. I'm just trying to show, if you're watching the video, I've got one hand up high and one hand down low, and I'm trying to show that there is a big gap between the two, right? And so as the estrogen levels drop and the testosterone levels drop, you start to come more closer to the middle, right? So you start getting into that place of, you're both sort of in the same place. Like, so when we talk about this in terms of polarity, we would say that the polarity weakens, right? Because rather than having estrogen as one pole and testosterone as the other pole, now we're coming kind of towards the middle where there's no actual polarity between the two. And so what, what types of behaviors do you start seeing then?
1: Well, she might want fuck. She might want to be more masculine-driven in a sense of goal-oriented. I want my orgasms. Um, More
0: career-oriented. More career-oriented
1: or more independent, wanting to do her own thing. Well, for him, (laughs) he's more like, let's be together, let's, let's cultivate our, our connection, you know, and how about we snuggle up, you know?
0: You know, the, the, the real irony of that <laughs> is that it's so what she thought she wanted, you know, 10, 20 years ago. And now when she's finally getting it, she doesn't even really want it anymore. <laughs>
1: Don't want it, just move on, you know, like you had your chance, you had 20 years to do this. But he, see, that's the thing. I think that if you start to understand that, that there's nothing wrong with you or your partner. It's just a normal process, which in a sense is awesome because then you get a chance to experience a little bit of both sides. What it feels like to be more estrogen-driven, more in that caring, nurturing, what it feels like to be more testosterone-driven, so be more like goal-oriented and focused there. And that helps you to have more compassion, hopefully, and understanding for your partner.
0: (laughs) You know, if the average guy is anything like the men who are in the fitness groups online that I'm a part of, as soon as they start realizing this stuff is happening, they can't get to the doctor fast enough for testosterone replacement therapy. (laughs) They're like, no fucking way. Pump me up with as much of that shit as you can. (laughs) (laughs) We will talk more about what you can do about this later. You know, We've got a few more things to cover before we get there, but... Yeah, it's just kind of funny that, you know, you were sort of mentioning, hey, you know, this is great because you finally get to feel what it's like to be on the other side. And, and honestly, most men are like, oh, hell no, I want to be back where I was before. But, you know, here's the thing. And here's, here's what I think is beautiful about the aging process, at least as a man anyway, is that you do have an opportunity here to have the best of both worlds. If you choose to take that opportunity, because the reality is, is even if she is feeling a bit more masculine and she is wanting to fuck more, she does, she is still going to want to cuddle. She is still going to want some connection, at least. So you really have an opportunity to be able to give that to her in a way that you couldn't have, or at least you would have had to try really hard to do (laughs) in the past, whereas now it comes easy to you. And so, you know, she's going to notice that, but it doesn't mean that you can't still have the polarity and you can't still have the drive that you had when you were younger. And like I said, we'll talk about what you can do about it because just simply, uh, you know, getting pumped up with a bunch of testosterone is not the only solution here. (laughs) So there, there are some other things that you can do, um,
1: Let's talk about okay, let's say that you're trying to be spontaneous and then she says no. Because one of the things that I wanted to address is this kind of place that a lot of men find themselves stuck in where they're like, Well, I want something, but uh, she says no, so I don't get it. (laughs) And I have to be honest that we are often the gatekeeper as women of the intimacy, and that it is true that. Consent is essential in that we are the ones that make it or don't make it happen. However, that also comes a point where sometimes we need things to shift a little bit. So when she is saying no always to being spontaneous, there's something deeper running there. So again, we're looking at it from the perspective that you are already past 35. Now, why is this important? What's important is because by the age of 35, we are basically driven by our subconscious mind. That means that about 90% of who we are are automated behaviors and action. And then 10% is conscious. And then some people say 10, some people say 5. So 90 to 95% of who you are is on automated automation.
0: Looking around at most of the people I see, I'm going to say it's more like 99% (laughs) of zombies walking around.
1: Yeah, but... How does that affect the sex life? Why is it so um, important to understand that? It's because if she is afraid of losing control, of letting go, the first answer is always going to be a no. And it's a way to protect herself. Now, if she's done this a lot of time, like she doesn't even think about that anymore. And the automated answer and response is always going to be a no.
0: Yeah, and that one is really tough and really frustrating for the men because, you know, we can come up with a lot of strategies for do this, do that, do this, do that. But if she's on autopilot and just saying, no, it doesn't matter, the strategies. And so this is one of those places where I have to say, look, you know, you can lead a horse to water. You can't make it drink, right? Like there's only so much you can do on your end. If her default response is no, then the only thing that's really going to change that is she needs to decide that's no longer going to be her default response.
1: And that's one of the games that I like to play where sometimes we give it to our clients to the yes game where basically you have some evenings that you pick or afternoons, whatever, you know, time, date time, where you cannot answer with a no the questions. You have to say yes. However, you know, like let's say... um, like Kevin asks for something that I don't really want. Well, then I could reframe it to be like, ah, here's what I'm a yes to. I'm a yes to holding my hands, you know, or like something like this. It's starting to relearn to not always meet every request with a no, but to become creative because there is always something that we can be a yes to. A no closes the door right away and you don't go any further a yes, even a small yes, like a hand holding, will allow you to create some connection, which furthermore could turn into something bigger, you know, and so again, not having any agenda is very important, Uh, but having that understanding, I think, can go a long way. Now, it's important to, to not take the no personally, and not make it just all about you, and I also think that I need to address the big elephant in the room here. (laughs) And I'm taking the subject. Kevin already said you have to be the one talking about this because (laughs) a guy can't say that.
0: Speak for the women. Preach it, sister.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to talk about the Mr. Nice Guy Syndrome that I see so many men stuck in. So you are in this relationship. She has the power. She has control over when intimacy happens, when it doesn't happen. There comes a time. Where, yes, you have to honor your wife or your girlfriend, your partner, and, you know, have, again, that consent. However, there comes a time where she needs you to step it up. There's no more of that Mr. Nice Guy. The problem with this, what happens is when you are always agreeing to everything she says, there's a problem, an issue underneath that is about you. Most of the time, what I see is that you are not able to voice your needs, You are not able to stay and have boundaries. You often have an agenda. You're not always direct or clear with what you want. You might be passive aggressive and then you're not always being honest in that sense because if you're not honest with what you want, who you are and what your needs are, you know, I mean, she can feel that as well. So stepping out of that, sometimes you just got to grab your woman and fuck her silly. I'm sorry. I had to be sad.
0: Yes, it had to be said and it needs to be done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Properly.
0: <laughs> here's, the, here's the tricky part, though, is that when men's testosterone levels drop, it's harder for them to step into that. Mm. It's harder for them to get into that mind frame of, you know what? no, I'm not going to just, you know, cower in the corner because her default response was no, I'm going to step up and really ask for what I want. And if she's a no, then we need to have a serious discussion about how we're going to fix this, right? Like just stepping up and figuring out like we need to do something about this. Not the easiest thing to do for a lot of men when they reach this age. And then, you know, if you want to complicate the situation even more, then just look at our current society and what it's telling men, right? It's telling men, don't be that guy. Ask right? for
1: permission for every single thing.
0: Right. And just, you know, it's it's basically telling you that you don't have any power. Mm-hmm. So now you got all these guys who are already experiencing drops in testosterone levels, and then they've got all this pressure from society, and then they end up being... Quivering puddles of mush in the corner who never get their needs met because they're too afraid to actually ask for what they want.
1: I think that would be a great segue into how do you deal then with a strong woman sometimes that can be controlling? Because one of the idea you're like, well, if we want polarity and she's strong and she's taking the uh, per se masculine or alpha role, well, I just have to become the other side, maybe the omega or the feminine, and then everything will be all right. Wrong!
0: <laughs> and, but believe it or not, this is the approach that we see a lot of men choose. Mm-hmm. They just say, well, okay, uh, we're just basically going to end up in reverse polarity. Which, by the way, I mean, we've, we've done two episodes on polarity, and it comes up, you know, it came up when we interviewed um, John Gray, because you you can't avoid that topic when you're talking about men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Like, it comes up a lot, and so we've done some episodes on it. But, you know, there's, there's really, in my in my opinion... Nothing worse than reverse polarity relationships. And I tell you, we know a lot of people in reverse polarity. And the funniest thing about it is, is that almost every one of them thinks that they're in normal polarity. Even though it is so obvious, like really like written in a giant billboard with flashing lights and and, and blaring sirens, obvious. That they're totally in reverse polarity. <laughs> it can work. And we've, we've mentioned that before. It can work. But honestly, I think it goes against the nature of who we really are if we're really honest.
1: So what's the key then, Kevin, for a man that's dealing with a strong, controlling woman? Do you... Uh, do you pussy up to balance it out or do you do something else?
0: No, you got to out-masculine her. You got to yeah. step it up and you got to be more masculine. You know, we were we were talking with a friend over the weekend. She was uh, telling us about her dating exploits. And, you know, one of the things she said was there was this guy that she was talking to she was interested in. And she was like, you know, he said kind of the weirdest thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, what is it? So I said, well... I can totally be in my masculine when I'm at work. Like I'm totally in my masculine. But, but then like, you know, when you come home, I know that you're going to be really tired. And so like, you know, I'll run you a bath and I'll light you candles and I'll do all this stuff. And Selena and I looked at her and we're like, no, he's a no. He's an absolute no. Because this woman, you know, she's a CEO. She runs a very, Uh, um, successful company like seven figure company Um, and she's got a whole staff that she's directing (laughs) all day long so what's going to happen in this situation she's going to come home after being the boss babe all day long And rather than him being his masculine, which will allow her then to soften Mm -hmm. and let go of being in masculine mode that she's been in all day long and then get back into her feminine. No, he's gonna sink right into the feminine supportive role of rubbing your feet and making you a bath and all that. And you know, some women go, Oh, that would be great. I would love to have a man, you know, run a bath and rub my feet. Yeah, you would. You would. A servant is what you want. And you don't want to fuck that guy. You want to fuck another guy. So you come home and you're masculine and he runs you a bath and rubs your feet and you're really grateful. You're like, that was great. And secretly you're thinking about, you know, the, the guy, p- the
1: plumber, the
0: plumber, <laughs> right. Or whoever. And then, and that's the guy you want to fuck.
1: <laughs> and so, you know, again, we are talking about some generalities and, and, It comes down to communication, to your unique relationship, to finding what works. It's never about pressuring yourself into, like, or your partner into something they don't want, but you have to understand that everybody has to make at least a little bit of an effort and meet each other halfway so before we give you more of what you can do about this um, we have an in, in special invitation for you guys if you are a committed couple and you are struggling with your sexuality or just going through things like on autopilot and you you want to have this kind of passionate lovemaking and energizing relationship that we talk about and you don't want to live a life of average anymore, then Kevin and I have created it. absolutely transformative, mind-blowing program for you. If you give us 90 days, we will help you bring the passion back between the sheets and be synced up sexually so that you can thrive with more purpose and passion in life. So go to CelineRemy.com forward slash passion to hear more about our highly sexed power couple platinum program and see if you are a match for it. So CelineRemy.com forward slash passion.
0: And that works for people of any age, but Mm -hmm. if you are in the uh, little bit slightly, just a little bit older category that we've been speaking about in this show, we're going to be working on a lot of this kind of stuff with you (laughs) because it's almost for sure out of balance. Okay, so then that begs the question, of course, what can you do about it? So we do have some things here. We always like to leave you with some solutions. Of course. What can you do about it? Okay. The very first thing, just to get it out of the way, is go to a doctor that understands hormones. Caveat, understands. I got the air quotes up here. Understands (laughs) hormones. Because most of them do not understand hormones and how they actually work. There's far more to it than what we have talked about today. Um, So go to a doctor like that. Have your hormones checked and see where you are at. The thing that is shocking to me is that most people have literally no real understanding of how much their default behavior is actually being caused by hormones. So much of what, you know, the the reactions they have and how they show up in the world and how they react to certain situations they think is all them. It's all their personality. It's all, you know yeah until all of a sudden their hormones change and they become a different person.
1: I'm like, "Oh, I guess it wasn't all me."
0: But oh. you know, here's the here's the crazy thing is that you know, you've heard this a million times from men, right? Like when a woman is on her period, she's she's experiencing her cycle and she's having these these, you know, mood shifts. You'll hear guys say all the time, "Oh, she's just hormonal." "Oh, it's just because she's on her period." "Oh, she's just crazy right now because she's a- they will understand and admit that hormones can radically shift your behavior in that context, but outside of that context, they have, they have, there's no clue. There's no association that, oh, outside of the fact that a woman's hormones change during her cycle, hormones are going to be changing throughout your life. Based on all kinds of different things, your stress levels, how old you are, medications that you're taking, I mean there's a whole range of things that can affect your hormones that will change how you show up in your relationship and you might be completely, in fact most people are completely unaware that that's what's happening. So step one, have your hormone levels checked because at least then you'll know, is that a factor here? Is that something that's contributing? Do I feel the way I feel right now because my testosterone is cratered or my estro- estrogen is cratered, right? Or maybe gone too high. Maybe it's the reverse, right? Like you just need to know where you're at so you can go, okay, now I have some understanding and now I have a few more options available to me. So one potential option
1: is to start to talk about how things are changing for both of you.
0: Okay, so that's always an option.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're saying about like potential options like using progesterone creams or or, or, or things like that. Or or
0: bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. Like, you know, these, like if you don't have the levels checked and you're you're completely unaware that uh, hormones are what's causing what's happening, then you don't even know that these potential solutions are on the table. And, you know, I I have to say in the early days of our work, like, basically, when we're working with couples on this, and and we'll talk about this a little bit more in the Solutions too. but you basically have two things. You You have getting people to change their habits, and then you have correcting the physical imbalances in their body. And we, for many, many years, were really focusing just on changing people's habits, right? How they show up in relationship. And that's great. And that's extremely powerful. But when you take that and you put it together with fixing the physical imbalances, it becomes even more powerful. And so as our work has evolved over the years and we've become more aware of that, we can now add that in as a piece and we can say to people, okay, go see your doctor, get this checked out. Let's get that piece corrected first. Then we can also work on changing your habits and how you show up, right? So, so that if you're if you're not having that checked, then that's simply not an option for you because you don't even know that there's something out of whack. So that brings us to our second thing that you mentioned just a moment to ago to start
1: to talk about how things are changing for both of you. You know, just talk. You don't have to have to fix it to change it, but initiate a conversation and then also have understanding. You know, sometimes that's all you need. You you can be both like, hey, I'm frustrated with this, or this is what's going on for me. I'm like, okay, now I get it. Then that's that's all that's needed, or you can step into step three.
0: Well, can, can we not skip quite over <laughs> step two just yet? Do have more to say? <laughs> Don't I always. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I just I kind of wanted to point out, like talk about how things are changing for both of you, right? Because... The thing is, is these changes most of the time are slow and subtle and they happen over a long period of time, which means they're hard to see that they've happened. And so what happens is you're over there as a guy going, I don't get it. She used to want to make passionate love for hours when we were younger. And it seems that these days all she wants is just wham, bam, thank you, man. And I'm not satisfied, you know, or or it could be the other way around where she's like, you know, he used to just want to do me all the time. And now he's like, he's not initiating, he's not showing up for me, he's not giving me what I want, he won't pound me, you know, like that kind of stuff. And and just having that conversation about, hey, here's where I'm at in life. Here's like, here's what I'm needing. Here's what I'm feeling, right? Because he might be over there not feeling the raging testosterone and feeling the pressure from society not to be that guy, and completely missing that that's what she actually wants. And if you had that conversation, now suddenly you as a guy have permission to be that guy. So, you know, just, just talking about where you're at. And it's perfectly okay to talk about where you're at. Because nobody stays the same forever forever. Yeah, a few people do, but that's usually not a good thing, right? You're going to be changing as you go through life. I mean, you're not the same person in your 30s as you were in your 20s. Hopefully not. <laughs> I really hope you're not. <laughs> and you're not the same person in your 40s as your 30s, right? Or, or, or 50s as you were. You're constantly changing. Hopefully you're evolving and moving forward, but sometimes people regress backwards a little bit too. The point is you're just never In the same place. And if you're going to be in a long term committed relationship with somebody, you really need to talk about where you are at now in this moment because you can't assume they're in the same place they were last year, five years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago when you first got married.
1: Number three, create strategies that allow your changing needs to be met. And the strategies are fun. Strategies are It's not like I'm imposing my will on you. It's like, how do we create a win-win-win for everybody, for you, for me, and for our relationship? And you get to be creative. You get to design exactly what works for you. You know, if somebody wants more touch, be like, okay, maybe we do a two hours window of just touching here. Somebody wants like spontaneity or something like, okay, then Twice a month, you can be spontaneous. You know, like I don't know, like
0: yeah. The <laughs> strategies are going to depend on your unique situation, yes. but I mean, just just kind of simply, it's like you know, figure out a way that you can both have your needs met. So yes. if one has a need for more cuddle, you say okay. So let's start twenty minutes early, and we can start with you know some foreplay and cuddling, and then we can go into the panel, Like you just have to agree. That, you know, you're a team here, you're working together for your mutual enjoyment and <laughs> satisfaction, and how can we make that happen? What does that require? Does that require some scene setting? Does that require maybe uh, giving or receiving in a way that you hadn't thought of? Or maybe you, it's not necessarily your thing, but you're willing to do that because this is a give and take, this is an exchange, Right.
1: Now you want to remember we say that all the time step number 4 don't wait to be inspired make it happen.
0: Oh yeah, this one is huge. Especially if hormones are at play here and you're not necessarily feeling <laughs> it raging through your body like you know I don't know I don't know if a, if women and you can answer this Celine, I don't know if you can truly fully appreciate what it's like to have testosterone raging through your body. Because, you know, like, because you're estrogen dominant, estrogen doesn't make you just want to fuck everything. Like, I mean, just like, ugh, like, ugh. like, you have to hold yourself back, restrain yourself, like chain yourself down, you know, like a like a mad dog or something like, but honestly, that's what testosterone does to you, you know? And so it's just when that's not there anymore, because it fades, it does. It just does. Um, you can't sit there and wait to feel that again. And that's kind of the point. Like you, you can't sit there and go, well, yeah, I used to feel that way and I don't. I guess I'm just not really into it anymore. It's like, no, you're just not driven by your hormones anymore. Mm-hmm. But you can create that that in, in you know mentally and then bring the physical into it.
1: <sighs> that is so good. I want to leave you with a last piece because I think that one is essential, but sex should never be used as a power play. When either one of the spouse uses sex to try to control the other person's behavior or to exert power over the other, it's actually abusive. So please, please, please understand that if that's you and you're in a relationship like that, you don't have to stay you don't have to take it. You can take steps to change things. You can initiate dialogue. You can hire people to help you. Or you can just say, thank you, but that's not what I want. But don't just accept it because this is something deeper going on of the abuser and the victim um, dynamic that goes on. And you don't want to be constantly like, self-inflicting yourself pain, you know? Um, So it had to be at least brought up uh, just because some people say relationships are hard or hard work. That's not our experience. Life can be hard, (laughs) challenges. But again, as Kevin said, if you see it as we are a team and we're working together and we're both doing our best, that's what matters.
0: Yeah. And you know, I'll just leave you with this, which is that all of the things that we talk about on this show, whether it's a constant state of arousal, whether it's creating intimacy before, during, or after, whether it's, you know, sex skills, like how to be better just in bed in general, all of these things are always important, but they're even more important when you're in this type of a situation. So, you know, what can you do about it? Literally everything we teach. Everything we've teach. Go through the hundreds of videos on our YouTube channel, the hundreds of episodes in our podcast, the hundreds of articles on our website, like all of those things. Yeah, you you don't have to wait to do them until you're in this situation. In fact, you shouldn't wait to do them (laughs) until you're in this situation. But you know, the sort of quick and dirty answer to what can you do about this situation is all of that stuff, all of it, all of that stuff is how you get past this get past being dominated by your hormones, and learn how to take control of your own body, your own mind, and your relationship.
1: And go beyond the physical urges of sex, that's just as a mean to an end, that sexuality can help you cultivate more energy in your body, more closeness, can feed you body, mind, heart, soul, and all of that. And finds that other place of sexuality that spirituality that deeper place in it because that's sustainable
0: mm-hmm. all right well we hope that was helpful that really came from our own clients and our own listeners and viewers who reach out to us all the time and express uh, their challenges in this particular area and so we hope that that was helpful And that's all we've got for you on this one, but we will see you next week.